Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Years ago, when I was in a leadership school, we were actually studying um, through the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew. And it's like, he gave birth to him, he gave birth to him, right? You, you read it and it's like, wah, all the way down. But as we began to dissect apart the names, the name Judah literally means praise, and the name pray, the name Perez literally means breakthrough. And I've shared this before, but if you look according to the scripture in Matthew and go through the genealogy, Judah gave birth to Perez, which literally translates praise gave birth to breakthrough. And so that breakthrough comes in our praise. It's so hanky? powerful. I need, a, I need a wave a hanky at you. <laughs> preaching, girl. Hey, shout Woo! out to, where's Namara, Jamie, Isaiah, Tyler? Hey, yeah. can you just give it up for our worship team really Come quick? On. One Come of the on. worship teams of so this good. house. I, we believe in giving honor where honor is due. And I am incredibly grateful for the worship teams that God has blessed this house with. Not only because they're ridiculously talented and I want to sing like them, but also because they seek the face of God Monday through Saturday so that they can usher us into his presence on a Sunday. And I am so grateful that you guys are worship teams that don't practice the presence on a Sunday morning. And so thank you so much for bringing us into what God's doing. I'm so, so excited. So big. Hey, I want to start off just with honoring you. Aww. You're an amazing woman of God. And I don't know if you know her. This is my wife, my good thing that I found, as, as Proverbs says, I found a good thing. And uh, she is an amazing leader of this house, and she puts her heart and soul into it. And if you don't know this by now, she is the reason change works smoothly and effectively in the way that our teams all work efficiently. So thank you for all the, the time and energy that not everybody sees you pouring into this house. Thank you. Love it. Love it. I love you love so it. much. Love you too. We're about to celebrate 11 years, y'all. What? We're old. Oh, my word. I feel old. <laughs> I know. 11 years. Dear Lord. Good Today thing we got married when we were five. <laughs> well, that would be really bad. Today, we're so excited. We're actually finishing out the series we've been in called Real Love, all about relationships. Has it been helpful for y'all? Yes. Honest conversations on real love? Good, good, good. I hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, oh, you're good. We're, we're yeah. <laughs> Today, we're concluding. Uh, just praying that this is a blessing to you as you uh, are pursuing a relationship, or maybe you're just in a relationship with the Father, and you're getting yourself ready for someday. You're in that valley of looking for the mountaintop, and God is preparing you. Or if you're in a relationship looking at how to make it better, how to always better yourself to become the person that other person needs in order to have a relationship that's on purpose and on point to the Father. So we've been having some amazing conversations uh, last week, we got to talk with John and Katie just through the chaos. We talked with Jack and Lily about building a foundation. And uh, today, I thought it'd be cool just to talk about restored promises. Restored promises. And a, a lot of us have promises on our life. In fact, how many of you have a promise that God has put on your life? You feel like God has promised you yeah. something. Awesome. How many want a promise of God yeah. for your life? Amen. All right? That's the rest of us, right? And, and sometimes God speaks a promise over us, and just like the Israelites, when they were led out of captivity and Moses would lead them through the wilderness, and they found themselves in the 40 years of wilderness, 
sometimes the, the process does not always match the promise, okay? And the process can get so discouraging that some of us give up in the process before we reach the promised land. Yeah. And so we wanted to talk today just about how God restores that and just the, some, some of the, the things that we've learned in our life of walking through the process of having those, those moments where we step into the things that we don't always understand. How many know you don't always understand life, right? Yeah. You don't always understand the next step to take, uh, but sometimes God gives you a glimpse, and we've just found that so true. Uh, we met, you know, when we were five and seven, and I want to say it was love at first sight. You know, like I gave her it my <laughs> glue stick, and I was like, baby, be mine. No, it wasn't love at first sight. I was hanging out with Elijah's sister, and yep, yep, yep. then we, um, our families, actually our dads were roommates in college together. So we were family friends, and his family traveled through my dad's church. My dad was a pastor in Kansas City. So they came through. So since we were five and seven, we knew each other, didn't like each other, but Then we met whatever. up later, and I had matured a lot in my viewpoint on life, and I saw that this <laughs> This woman of God was in my life now, and I was like, oh, I got to snatch that up. So I, we started talking on long distance, and that was back in the day when it was nights and weekends. Anybody else know the real struggle of life? We had after nine and the weekends, and that was it. And our first month of liking each other, though, we didn't realize that. So we would start our phone calls early, and then our dads got the bills, and that was only one was month over. that that lasted. I was like, Ash, I'll talk to you after nine. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the real struggle. So we, we talked on the phone for nine months, saw each other here and there. And after nine months, I sat her down and said, baby, listen, I can't do this anymore. And actually, you thought I was breaking up with you. Yeah. And it was right in the middle of one of our trips. And I was like, you're going to break up with me literally in, one, in the middle of one <laughs> of our trips? Like, you couldn't even wait till the last day when Should've you dropped me off the at the airport? Like, he was like, no, 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 calm down. I'm not. That's timing not what I'm everything. doing. And my timing was a little off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, baby, I can't do this anymore. I, this long distance thing is great. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that can rock it out, but I am done. I want to marry you. And so uh, we had nine months engagement, and I brought her to the East Coast from the Midwest. She's from Kansas City, Kansas City girl. And if y'all have ever been to the Midwest, you know there's a major culture shift when you pass into the East Coast. <laughs> so you laugh because you know. The Midwest, you go to the grocery store. You go to the grocery store to talk to people. Groceries is a, is a second-hand thing, but you're there to talk with your cashier, to talk with them about your meal. And they're talking about every item. You know, they're like, fish? Why are you getting fish? Are you guys having a fish fry? Are you bringing family over? I mean, it's like a whole ordeal to go to the grocery store. This is why I love people so much, because I grew up in the Midwest, and you just talk to everyone. So I actually have conversations with people about that all the time, now being in Philly, where it's like, I think people are friendly. Here's what I've decided. I think Philly's a, like a tough shell to break into. But when you break into the East Coast, it is the same like camaraderie. Like I don't even know how to explain like it. You like in the family. Now Once I feel win, it. Win. Now I feel it. But when I first moved here, I went to the grocery store to stock our house with groceries. I go to the cashier. I pay for everything. I was like, oh, thank you. And who's going to help me load these in my car? And they were like, what? I was like, oh, to like put, because I'm stocking my whole house. This is crazy. Like first time just moved here. Who helps me with this? They were like, we don't do that. I was like, uh-oh. Because in Kansas, they load all my groceries for me 
into the trunk of my car. And of course, they're like, you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> that was a big thing. That I mean, funny. bringing you to the East Coast, literally, I bought a house out in Amish land where there's like fields for days. And so she's a city girl. So I brought her into Cochranville. If you've ever been to Cochranville, it's an amazing place. It's very beautiful. But we were going, and the Amish were taking cow crossing. So they're bringing cows over to the other field where the grass was better. And now she's like, what is going on right now? I'm like, oh, this is cow crossing. Like, welcome to it. And she's like, oh, my word, i got to call my family and tell them where you moved me. And so she gets to get on her phone, and there's no service. She's like, dear Lord, where are we? It's just a culture It was like a movie shock. waiting to happen. I was like, what's <laughs> happening? My parents got there. First time they get to our house, Elijah, the, an Amish horse, got loose on our street. So Elijah's like, oh, let me go kelp him, catch it. And I'm sitting on the back deck with my family, and my dad looks at me. He's like, did Elijah just go to chase down a horse? And I was like, I know. I was like, where am I right now? This is hilarious. It's amazing. And it's been an adjustment, but I love it. It I is. Love it, it was a big, it was a big little small step into the future yeah. that has for you. And can you write this down? You're taking notes. You should be taking notes. So take notes. Um, not that we're anything special, but when God puts a word on someone's heart, you got to write it down. His words are the most important. Um, would you write this down? Our small yeses lead to God's big yeses, okay? Yeah. If we don't make the small yeses important, we'll never get to the big yeses that God has for us. Yeah. We have to make those small yeah. steps in order to get to the big steps. I, I want to set the foundation just for this conversation yeah. in Proverbs chapter 3, uh, verse 6. And it, it's a promise that we have put in our family, and our lives. It's just one of those super important scriptures. Um, and, and families, I, I encourage you to do this. Have scriptures that you're stapled on as a relationship, if you're a couple, as a family, um, you know, anywhere that you are, have, have those uh, principles in place because the scripture of God is what stands, okay? So Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6 says, in all your ways, submit to him. In all your ways, in all the things that you think, in all the things that you do, in all the next yeah. steps you take, in all the doors you walk through, submit to him. Put all of that underneath the authority of the Father. That's hard because sometimes we don't understand all the ways. We don't understand what's the next step. So it's very hard to trust a Father that is our Heavenly Father because we're like, what the jazz? And especially if you come from a background where you talk about God as this judge or you be, maybe you, you grew up in a church that that's what they believed is this, that God was this, if you get out of line, he's going to send you to hell, and you have to not do this, not do this, not do this. You know, and sometimes you can come from that background and view God through that filter and see Jesus as this judgmental God where God is actually a good father, yeah. and he has our best interests in mind. In fact, the, the next part of that scripture is, in all your ways, submit to him when you're under his authority, and then he will make your path straight. Yeah, that's good. When you submit to him in all your ways, when you, when you give him the little yeses, saying, God, I don't understand this, moving to the East Coast, when I don't understand this next step, God, I'm going to trust you and make that little step because I know you're going to make my ways straight. It's huge. And I remember you coming in. I was doing the youth group thing. Our youth group was called High Voltage because we were turning up the voltage, you know. <laughs> it was a whole thing. And we were doing youth ministry, and God was just breaking our hearts for the next generation. And and to this day, the next generation is super important. That's why we are so blessed to have Doc Hero and Curry over our next generation. Come Amen. on, somebody. Amen. Come on. We are stoked. 
about the movement that's starting in Philadelphia is going to transform this city. How many know we can't shape the future unless we shape the ones who hold it? So we're shaping them purposefully, intentionally. So that's what we were doing. We were just going after it and enjoying youth group. And, and God was just setting this, I don't know what else to call it, but just like a, a frustration inside of our hearts. And, and we were doing youth ministry. We were feeling, you know, that we were in the will of God. But there's just this, this frustration. I don't know if you've ever felt this in your life where you're, you're doing what you know to do, but you know there's something more. You know you're doing it, and you're grinding, you're on your grind, you know, you're on Instagram, oh, my grind, and, and all this stuff. But you don't, you feel like, God, there's got to be more. I know there's that, that destination, that promise you've given us. And so we searched everywhere to figure out what was this thing inside. And we just, we, we started looking at launching youth groups all around. We felt like God was expanding our vision, expanding our dream to say, you got to go bigger. You got to think bigger. And so we were like, all right, God, what does that look like? Yeah, so we, we went and we actually looked at a few different locations that we thought we were going to launch youth groups because in our mind, God had called us to expand and reach the next generation. And so we didn't know what that looked like, but we had been taught it's a lot easier for God to move when you're moving. And sometimes we just sit and wait on a move of God. Like we're like, well, someday God will show up. It's like you just got to start moving. And there's been a lot of steps that we've taken, not forcing down doors, but we've taken a step in one direction. God's like, that was so good that your dream opened like that. It's actually going to look like this but here's what it's going to be. Here's how you're going to go. And so we started looking at different venues. We thought we were going to launch different youth groups. We went to one that we thought was perfect. And it was, awesome. um, it was full of asbestos, which is, I guess, really bad. And so we were like, no, I think that's okay. I think we can like figure something out. The realtor was like, no, you can't. We were like, okay. And so we were like looking one thing after another. And it was the same thing that we at least say often. Sometimes a closed door from God is even better than an open door. It really is. And I think we've had to like tell ourselves that a lot in life. We've surrounded ourselves with people that tell us that a lot in life. Like sometimes these closed doors are, are better. And that's yeah. what happened with that. Yeah, but if you don't move, you'll never know. And yeah. when you take that little step, God brings clarity because the clarity always follows the choice. Clarity always follows the choice. Sometimes you're waiting for clarity to move wrong, move, then clarity will follow. Yeah. Sometimes we have to take that step of faith, and that happens a lot when, when you want to minister to somebody or you want to reach out and, and just pray for somebody, and, and you're like, I'm not clear. I don't know what it is. It's okay. Take this step, and then the Holy Spirit comes with you. And so we just made moves. <laughs> we literally just made moves. And it was in that process that we, we launched Your Impact, our nonprofit for the next generation, starting movements in their schools. And we started problem solving. We had this one school that was actually um, very, like, shut door at first. But we just made a small step. We said, hey, just let us come. We just want to serve you. We want to serve your purpose. What is your mission here at the school? We just want to really get involved. And it was two years later that the principal actually came to one of our students and said, hey, would your club jump on? We had a girl just diagnosed with leukemia. Would your club take on their family and just really uh, support them and all? So our kids, they raised money. They poured money into it. And then they came back to the principal. They said, hey, we'd love to have a prayer meeting in the school if we could for this, this girl and her family. So they did. They had a prayer meeting, and the administration said that was cool, and they actually attended it. And in that prayer meeting, that girl was healed of cancer in the yeah. name of Jesus. Amen. Come on. Amen. So good. Amen. But we would never know unless we made those small steps. Yeah. Because we, we just felt an urge. We felt a calling. And I don't know what God is drawing you to, but you got to move. Submit all your ways underneath his authority, 
and then he'll make all your paths straight. Yeah. It's so huge. And I, I remember when we were doing video for the, the youth group and having these one big nights and all. And I remember um, Katie, actually, we had a conversation with them last week, but Katie, she came and she was doing events in Philadelphia. And she said, hey, who does your video work? And she's like, oh, Elijah does that. She's like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, he downloads it from the site. Uh, but, but who, like, where do you get your videos? And she's like, no, Elijah makes them. She's like, what? They're really good. I would like him to do that for events. And we're like, no, we don't do that. We only do it for church. And how many? Okay, but let's be honest, though. Katie brought us over. If Katie ever invites you for dinner, go. Go. Okay, clear your schedule. That's a good move. Go to, take. to dinner. She has this seafood feast in front of us. And Elijah's like, wow, what because is this for? I feel like you and Katie are a lot the same because you have this personality that's like, I won't take no for an answer. Actually, the no is just like, oh, how else do I ask this? <laughs> Right, and that's why you're that so true. good. That's why the city's going to be transformed. That's why Jesus is going to be the king of this city. <laughs> you're like, oh, you said no. Oh, so well, she had a seafood feast out, and Elijah said, what is this for? She said, don't worry, just eat. And so he ate and enjoyed seafood, and then she said, so I just wanted to ask, would you do a video for one of my events? He said, oh, no, actually, I don't want to. I'm doing it for ministry. This is my calling. Okay, because how many can, can attest to this? Yeah. When you feel like you're in the purpose of God, you like little distractions seem like detours from what you're supposed to be doing, right? Because you base something on yesterday's manna. When God wants to bless you with today's manna, he doesn't want you settling for yesterday's word. He wants you you've always in his presence seeking him. Yeah. Little did I know it was coming through the prophetess, Katie Everett. She was like, just one event. I was like, all right, one. That's it, one. So we did the video for one event. Of course, someone saw it. I was like, who did that video? And then word spread. I started doing video. I don't know if you know this, but video gets paid for. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we, we were like, oh, my word, I can fund ministry with that. And the little bit of inkling of yes turned into this key to the city. I started meeting with people, networking, and it was so hard for us to get into Philadelphia because we were trying to get into Philadelphia as a nonprofit leader. Not bad, but we just didn't have the, the, I guess, the gusto to really break in. But you come in with a video camera around your neck, I'm telling you, everybody's inviting you to the table. Oh, you come do video? Oh, my brother's sister's cousin needs a video. You need it. Come on, come on, let's sit down. And I was all of a sudden in the midst of the great. It's that scripture. We talk about this all the time. The gift is the giver's key to get in the front of the great. It really is. And so I, we were finding out that this little yes of video was all of a sudden becoming our key to getting into doors that God was ushering us yeah. into. Yeah, and I feel like too for, for a lot of us, you know, as we talk about this and we're navigating through our story and even now we're actually bridging into next Sunday is going to be a series, That Was Church, This Is Change. And we're going to define out what is change founded on. The, the history of change is incredible. This story that's brought us to this moment is nothing short of a miracle. And it's been one little yes after another, but it's simply being saying yes to God with what was in our hand. And that was one of the biggest things whenever fast forward past, we start doing video, we're like, okay, praise God, we can fund our ministry with what we're doing. And this is really cool. It still didn't make sense to us. And then we moved forward into where it was again, that little bit of unsettling. And I would caution us that unsettling, that hunger for more, that's not a negative. And I think sometimes we look at it and in today's society, we treat it as like, oh, well, I'm not happy here. Well, I'm not, that doesn't have to be a negative.
it. That can be a positive that I do believe God puts in you to, for you to crave and desire and seek after what God has. Maybe you're exactly, exactly in the job that God has for you, but maybe there's just another thing that you're supposed to do, just someone you need to talk to, just a relationship that you need to build. And as we walked through that with video, it brought us to, fast forward to just a couple years ago when we were praying, God, what do you have for us to do? We know we love the next generation. We love youth ministry, but God, we just feel like we're called to like shape the world. What is that going to look like? Such a big daunting vision. How do you break that down? And Elijah spent an entire night, we were at a conference, he spent a whole night just on the floor sobbing. I went to bed and I woke up and I was like, did you go to bed? He was like, no, I didn't. And um, he was laying there and he was like, God, I, I, we felt so called to change the world. And honestly, we thought we were probably going to move overseas. Like we pictured ourselves living in like hill tribes in Thailand. We thought that would be awesome. And so that was in our human mind. That's what we thought. So we're just like, okay, making steps to change the world. And God spoke to Elijah and he said, listen, you don't, it's so like you said, it was so clear. Like you don't have to go shape the world change a city and the world will take notice and that was where this whole vision of change came from and and living out our purpose so that others can find theirs why is that our vision statement why it's because a great city's built out of great people the people it's city doesn't just get great you can build all the buildings you can have the infrastructure you can have anything you want it's one person whose life is changed and comes alive to their purpose and realizes like we've realized hey we have this skill we have this connection. We can use that to bring heaven to earth. That's open doors for life transformation to happen. I don't know what your skill may be that God wants to use, but it's you coming alive to your purpose. And then it's you bringing someone else to the table to come alive to their purpose. And that's how the city will be transformed. That's right. We're, we're standing today in the middle of a promise that God put on our hearts years ago. And though it wasn't clear what it would look like, what it would smell like, that we'd be meeting in a bar and grill, you know what I'm like we'd be meeting in a comedy club, bringing heaven down to earth, transforming a city with people coming alive to their purpose. But today we stand in the middle of the big yes. And it's because of all those small decisions of saying, yes, God, we don't, we don't understand everything, but we're going to say yes. We're going to submit our ways to you. And in that, he made it clear. He brought clarity to our vision, clarity to where we are. And I don't know where you stand. If, if, if there's a, a, a decision in front of you or a frustration inside of you. But I remember that night where I just got on the ground. I said, God, I'm not moving until I hear you. I'm frustrated. I know you've called me for more. I know there's some greatness that's inside of me that's not out yet. And God, I need you to reveal it to me. And it's in those desperation moments when desperate people do desperate things that we start to see things that haven't happened before. We start doing things that we haven't done before. We step into the unknown. We step into walking on water. We step into walking to the things of the kingdom. And I don't know where you are, but I believe that God today, as we are praying over today, I believe there's some in this room that you have that frustration inside. And you have those things inside that you're, you're dealing with, you're battling with, you're saying, I don't know what it is, but I know I'm called for more. And what a beautiful day that we have today. And we're starting family membership, y'all. We're starting family membership. We're moving from just participating to ownership, to grabbing the key to the house, saying, this is my house. We're not just renting this house. We're owning it. 
We're going to fix things because we're owners. I'm so excited to talk through that over Goose Island after this experience. But today, I just feel I want to take a moment and just have an opportunity for those in this room that you might feel a frustration and you might feel something inside that's like, you know what? I need to do more. I need to step out to that next step. And though I don't understand it, though there's not clarity on everything, it's the, it's the choice. The clarity's going to follow. So today I want to do what that scripture says, submitting our ways to him, coming underneath his authority, trusting the Father, trusting the Father, and then our path will be made straight. Then the Father, all that's in him will come out. I feel like that's the, that's the coding for this day. That's the, the title for today, man, is you got to trust in the Father because he's got good things for you. When you come under his authority, he's got good things for your life. So that's you. I just want you to stand with me. Would you stand to your feet and say, that's me. I want to step underneath his authority. I want to get underneath the submission of God. I want to put every decision I'm making, every thought pattern that I'm having, every heart struggle that I'm dealing through, I want to come underneath the authority of God. That's you just want to lift up your hands and just surrender to him. Once you surrender, say, God, I give you everything. Come on, take this moment. God, I give you everything. I submit all my ways to you. I submit all my ways to you that you would have authority over what I do, over what I say, over how I step, over what I do next, over what dreams I, I entertain, over what things I place into my children, over how I love my wife, over what business we're starting, over what job I'm taking, over what school I'm starting, over what career I'm pursuing. God, that you would be the king of it. You would be the authority over it, that I would lean into your understanding, not in all my ways, but God, in all your ways, not being wise in my mind, not being wise in my thoughts, but God being wise in yours. So God, right now, we just make this prayer, say, God, I submit all my ways to you. I submit that frustration. God, I submit those next steps we're going to take. God, those leaps of faith. God, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a struggle to get out of the boat and get into those uncharted waters. But God, as a family today, we're stepping into that greatness. We're stepping into the next step. We're not neglecting the process. We're, we're pursuing the process because it's in the process that we find out the promise, God. So we, we entertain that right now today, God. We give you all authority in our lives. Hallelujah, Father. We trust you, Father. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.